In the early spring of 2000, my fiancé and I sat together in the Gateway College dining hall, flipping through Carlson craft catalogs trying to choose the right invitation that fit us in our budget. On August 5th, 2000, at precisely 4 o'clock post-Meridian, at Gateway College located at 700 Howdershell Road in Florissant, Missouri, the lovely Andrea and I would stand at the altar, we would exchange our vows, and we would be wed. We set the date and the time in the spring. Then we watched the calendar days crawl by through the late spring, early summer, midsummer, until finally we were ready for our special day. But not so back in the Bible, especially in arranged marriages. There was no set date. The young groom-to-be ran back to his father's house to build a room on the house, or if there was a Black Friday sale at Lowe's, he built a house on the property. Then when he finished building, it was time to come back for his bride. Right before Jesus laid down his life on Calvary, he made a beautiful, powerful promise. He made this promise to the dozen disciples, but thanks to John, we get to eavesdrop. Jesus promised, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Think about it. If it took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. Don't worry, you're not paying any extra for the singing. If it only took God six short days to create the snow-capped mountains and the star-studded skies, just think. It's taken him nearly 2,000 years to prepare a place for his bride. Imagine how beautiful, how wonderful heaven must be. No wonder the Apostle Paul said, I saw things that I just cannot put into words. In fact, it's not even lawful for me to tell you the beauty and grandeur and wonder of what I saw. We have a hope of a heavenly home far too wonderful for words. If you find yourself fretting over final exams or final notices or rising gas prices or war, just remember, we have a hope beyond this life. Lift your eyes a little higher. Jesus is preparing a place for us, and only he knows the date and time he's coming back. And since only he knows, he gave us the story about ten bridesmaids to teach us how to live while we're waiting. And I will share that story with you right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Ten Bridesmaids on Simplify. Most of the time in the Bible, the church is referred to as the bride. But in this story, in order to get his point across, Jesus referred to us as the bridesmaids. There they were, all ten of them dressed in their wedding day best, ready and giddy to meet the bridegroom. They were sitting along the side of the road. They knew he would be coming down. As soon as he showed up in town, they would join the bridal procession and go with him and her into the wedding where the wedding party would celebrate with the bride and bridegroom. This was going to be a great day. As the bridegroom neared his bride's hometown, he sent a herald ahead of him to announce his coming. It would be awesome if the herald's name was Harold. Harold the herald heralded, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. That was their engraved invitation to drop everything they were doing and get ready for the wedding. It was definitely cheaper than Carlson Craft invitations. That cry reached the nearest town, and some climbed to their rooftops and cried from their rooftops. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go you out to meet him. 
Rabbis closed their books, vendors closed their booths when that cry came to town. Somehow, these ten bridesmaids knew this day was that day. They just didn't know what time of day he was coming to town. They had waited all day, but no bridegroom. The sun was beginning its steady set in the west, splashing the sky with beautiful, brilliant orange before it disappeared. But this was normal. He might have run into traffic, or, oh, hopefully not, but might have run into those dreaded Romans. So all ten bridesmaids came, ready with their lamps burning. As day turned to dusk and dusk turned to dark, all ten bridesmaids, who were so giddy and so ready, fell fast asleep. But at midnight, they were startled awake. It was either from someone from a rooftop or Harold the Herald heralded, so they could all hear, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. Finally, finally he was here. After all their waiting and watching and wishing, the bridegroom was finally in town, or he was one town over, but he was close enough. They scrambled to ready themselves. All ten of them trimmed the wicks of their oil-soaked lamps. These lamps would be the only light to light the way for the night wedding and the feast that would follow, and they would be ready for both. All ten bridesmaids trimmed their lamps, but only five of them had thought ahead. Jesus called these five wise. They brought extra oil in a clay jar just in case the bridegroom delayed and the needle dropped below E. So they reached into their clay jar, lit their lamps, and the lamps just kept burning brightly. But you guessed it, there were five others. And Jesus called them foolish. In their haste to ready for the wedding, they weren't really ready. They didn't pack any extra oil. Because after having all this time, they just got used to having all this time. Just because their lamps were filled at one time didn't mean they were filled for all time. The irony and tragedy of this story is they had so much time, and yet they ran out of time. They rubbed the sleep from their now open eyes and rushed to get ready. The bridegroom was finally here and their lamps were flickering. They turned to the wise and begged, Please, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. Truth be told, the fuel light's been on for a minute. And if you're one of those drivers who drives around with a fuel light on, you know who you are. But the wise shook their heads. We're sorry, we we really are. We would if we could, but, but we can't. Oil is just one thing we cannot share. you got to get that for yourself. I'll tell you what. Go to the market, find a merchant, open at midnight. Good luck with that one. You buy some for yourselves, and you might just get back in time. So the five foolish ran off to the market to find a gas station open at midnight. But while they were gone, the bridegroom came, took the bridesmaids who were ready, left those who were not, and went into the wedding. This story spirals from exciting to tragic in 13 short verses in Matthew 25. As much as the wise loved their friends and wanted to celebrate with them at the wedding, the wise knew we can't share oil. Each person has to get oil for themselves. I hope one day to stand on that beautiful golden street next to everyone listening to Simplify. And when we get to heaven, hey, be sure to look me up and tell me you listen to Simplify. But the only person I can make sure is filled with God's Spirit and ready for His return is me. I can't even be ready for my own family. I can tell others about the coming of the Lord. I can tell others that Jesus is coming back and we need to be ready. But I can't be ready for anybody else but me. 
Scripture makes it clear we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. The foolish bridesmaids were just that. They were foolish. They weren't wicked. They just weren't ready. They were in the right place, had the right friends, but one thing they did not have that they thought they would always have was time. I thought Jesus was coming back in the 90s. I even told my friend at lunch at school one day, I doubt we'll see 1994, but I promise you this, we will not see 1995. Jesus is coming back before then. Oops, (laughs) missed it by that much. But just because our flight has been delayed doesn't mean it's been canceled. The first century church thought Jesus was coming back in the first century, but he didn't. Here we are in the 21st century, and Jesus hasn't come back yet. But just because he hasn't come back yet doesn't mean he won't. It just means he hasn't come back yet. Which is why we live every day ready for his return. We live this day ready for that day. The five sprinted back from the market, but they found their friends were gone. And that heavy hardwood door that led to the wedding ceremony was shut. They banged on the door and they called out, Lord, Lord, open to us. We're ready. We're here. We're ready. But it was too late. And not because he was cruel and not because they were wicked, but just because they weren't ready. Which is why Jesus pleaded with them and pleads with us. Watch, therefore, if you do not know what hour the Son of Man is coming. Let's use every gift God gives, every sermon, every song, every altar call, every podcast episode, every devotion, every Bible study, every class, every small group, every weekend service, every midweek service, every prayer meeting. Let's use every gift God gives this day to help us be filled up with his spirit and ready for that day when Jesus comes back for his church. Because one of these days, this day, will be that day. I'd like us to pray right now for every one of us to be ready for the coming of the Lord. I don't know where you are in your relationship or walk with God, but I do know one day, this day will be that day, and we will stand before God. And on that day, we will be eternally glad we were right with him on this day. Lord Jesus, I love you. I thank you for the promises you have made us. I thank you that you are indeed coming back for a church, a bride who has made herself ready. I ask you today, help us to live this day, every day, ready for that day. I want to live this day, Lord, doing my very best to be ready for that day and helping others get ready for that day. I pray for all those who are listening that, Lord, you would help all of us be ready. If we need to repent of our sins and turn our hearts back to you, that we would do that. If we need to repent of our sins and turn our hearts to you for the first time, that we would do that, that we would repent, that we would be baptized in your lovely, precious name so we too can be called by your name and filled with your Holy Spirit. I ask you, Lord, help us to be ready and help others get ready for that wonderful, beautiful, awesome, glorious day when you come back for us. I pray for these things in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much, Simplify listeners. If you're not ready for the coming of the Lord, but you would like to be, simply stated, every one of us are born in sin as sinners. Every one of us need to be born again. And we are born again when we repent of our sins 
when we are baptized in water in the precious name of Jesus Christ and called by his name. And then we are filled with the gift of his Holy Spirit, just like they were filled in the New Testament church, where they begin to worship and praise God in other tongues and other languages beyond the limits of our own language to be able to worship God in that beautiful, miraculous, supernatural way. If you've never experienced that new birth experience, God has it for you and wants for you to have it for yourself. You can look me up at vernonchurch.org. You can find my contact information there also, Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook, I'm lj.harry. Twitter and Instagram, lj and Andrea, l-j-a-n-d-a-n-d-r-e-a. You can look me up and I'd be more than happy to share the beautiful gospel with you and help you to get ready for the coming of the Lord. Also, be sure to click share. If you know of anybody this episode or this podcast may be a benefit to and bless, please share it with them. We are nearing 90,000 downloads of for all time. I'm so happy, so excited, and thankful for all you loyal listeners. Please be sure to share this with others so they can be blessed by it. And if you live in our Mount Vernon, Ohio area, you can stop by Apostolic Church, vernonchurch.org. You can find all the details there on where we are and when we worship together. And if you would like a copy of the Simplify devotional that launched this podcast or my newest book, 10 Words, A Practical Look at the Ten Commandments, you can pick them up at Paragraphs Bookstore located on the corner of East Ohio and South Main right here in Mount Vernon, Ohio. But if you don't live here, you can pick it up at Amazon for Kindle or PentecostalPublishing.com. You can pick it up in print form. Next week, we continue our walk through this beautiful chapter, and we're going to learn what Jesus had to say about what we do while we're waiting to help ourselves and others to be ready for his coming. And that's going to be called The Talents. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.